Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Tiger Shulman Smith Town Podcast. I'm Sensei James Leonelli, owner and head instructor of Tiger Shulman's here in Smithtown. I am at my school today in a recording space in my school, sitting in my office, because I wanted to share with you guys this week a story that to me was of great inspiration that I looked at as just this great uh, success story of somebody overcoming some really big and amazing odds. So I wanted to share this whole story with you guys. So if you guys follow combat sports, I probably couldn't avoid it too much on social media this past weekend. One of the biggest fights in a very long time in boxing took place, and it was in heavyweight boxing. Uh, it was Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. Uh, they completed their trilogy, meaning they've competed against each other three times. And it was an awesome, awesome, awesome fight. But more importantly than that, it was just, the, to me, the, the culmination of a giant comeback story, like a huge comeback story in terms of Tyson Fury. It was like the, um, what you, it was like the, um, the culmination of all the work he, he'd made to overcome uh, a whole bunch of adversity and get himself into, uh, really solidified as the number one spot in the, as the best heavyweight boxer in the world. So the story with Tyson Fury begins a great many years ago because it actually doesn't start with Tyson Fury. It starts with Vladimir Klitschko. So Vladimir Klitschko um, was a Ukrainian-born, for lack of a better word, genius. Um, he was an absolute, and still is an absolute genius, he speaks a bunch of languages, has a bunch of advanced degrees, and is a, an, actual, an, an absolute spectacular specimen of a human being, not only physically, but obviously also mentally. Um, and he was, the, he was the heavyweight boxing champion for a very, very, very long time. Uh, he started his professional career way back in uh, 96, in November of 96. But he, can, he, he went through this crazy undefeated streak, as a lot of star boxers do, and eventually made his way to heavyweight titles. And the thing about boxing that's a little convoluted is how many different sanctioning bodies there are, how many different quote-unquote world champions there are because of the different organizations they fight for. And Klitschko won enough of these titles to be considered the, the world heavyweight champion. Um, the, you know, he, he held a bunch of the big ones. The biggest one that he held was the WBO. He won that in October of 2000. And that was, you know, his first big title win. And he continued to hold on to that title for a whole bunch of years. Uh, he held on to it. Till he lost it briefly in 2003, but he won it back a short while after in 2004. And then continued to hold on to it for a very, 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 very long time. He won, he won like more and more and more titles as the years pressed on. And he retained it through a whole bunch of title defenses all the way until he wound up meeting Tyson Fury many years later, uh, eventually in 2015. Now, the thing with Vladimir Klitschko is, like I said, he's a genius. Boxing-wise, he's an absolute technician. But 
in the sport of boxing and in, in combat sports in general, there needs to be a little bit of personality or some amazing skillfulness to make a person want to tune in and watch. So, um, Vladimir was not the most outspoken in terms of being a loud mouth or brash or anything like that. Not that he needed to be that, but he wasn't, you know, a super motivating uh, character. He wasn't the kind of person to make a person say, oh, I definitely need to order his pay-per-view, which is okay. That's not his personality. But he also wasn't the most exciting fighter to watch either. A very rangy guy. He liked to use his jab and keep a person really, really far away. And though he did knock several people out, um, his fights kind of became a story of how well can I use my jab to keep somebody away and lay on them and hold on to them until they eventually either get so tired they give up or I'm able to you know, hit them a bunch against the ropes until the referee pulls me off. And heavyweight boxing kind of died like in the way that it was so huge in the days of Mike Tyson where you know there was all this notoriety and all this attention given to professional heavyweight boxing we had that and it segued now into the Klitschko's era now Vladimir's got a brother Vitaly and also a very successful boxer but these guys were dominating the sport just kind of not really uh, bringing a lot of eyes to the sport. And along comes this British gypsy, Tyson Fury. And he, he makes his way through the ranks of boxing. Um, he, like I said, he's British. He's, he's quite a character. He sings songs, like karaoke style, after he wins his fights. Um, and just generally, just a, a really interesting character. And he is... He bursts on the scene and really quickly starts drawing attention to himself because, again, a gigantic man. He makes his debut in 2008, right, in December of 2008. So as you, I'm sure you can do the math, Klitschko had been the champion for a number of years already at this point. And the whole time as Tyson is making his way through all these different uh, sanctioning bodies and winning all these other titles and going on undefeated, uh, you know, beating this guy and then this guy and then this guy, uh, all like basically dominating the um, the European scene for a bunch of years. The whole time calling out Klitschko, I'm coming for you, you know, you can't beat me, this, that, the other. And the thing about Tyson Fury is he's not a guy you're going to look at and be like, wow, that guy's an elite athlete. He's got a very average looking physique. I mean, sure, he's a very tall guy, but a very average physique, physique not this like crazy muscular body and eventually <laughs> after mu much back and forth and a, a bunch of wearing him down uh, verbally over the course of years Tyson does what everybody who gets into boxing wants to do he works his way into the ring with Vladimir Klitschko and Vladimir who hadn't even looked you know uh, like he was in trouble since 2003, all of a sudden he's getting schooled by this much more skillful boxer in Tyson Fury. And what happens is Tyson wins. <laughs> he outclasses him, wins a unanimous decision. And it was, an, it was an enormous thing in the boxing world. But then what happens in boxing for a very very commonly, unfortunately, is 
things started to fall apart a little bit. Um, things got mired in contracts. You know, was Vladimir going to exercise his rematch clause? Was he not? Um, you know, how quickly was he going to exercise the clause? What were the stipulations of the new match going to be? And it held out for a really, really long time to the point of like years. Um, and it was a devastating thing to Tyson. Add to that the fact that this young man had worked his entire life to get to this point. Did an unbelievable job working his tail off to get to this point. And now he's reached the culmination of his life's work. And it's kind of like, what do you do now? You know, what, what's, what's motivating you to keep working at this point? And he fell into a really deep depression. Um, it, so around 2016, he falls into this tremendous depression, puts on a ton of weight, balloons up to 330 pounds with a big old gut on him. Um, like I said, not that he was ever, um, not that he was ever uh, this Adonis in the ring, but he goes, he goes kind of off the deep end. Um, he went. He winds up testing positive for cocaine out of competition, which obviously is terrible. Um, and just, in general, falls into this horrible, horrible place. So, eventually, he, he talks about you know, his troubles with some magazines and stuff and how, what a deep mental place he was in and you know, how his, he shared his official diagnosis uh, they said he's got a, a version of bipolar, that he's manic depressive. And he was talking about how down and out he was. And here's a man who, like I said, has literally achieved his life's work, his life's dream. His father named him Tyson in honor of Mike Tyson. So all of a sudden, Tyson steps up and says, does the noble thing. He doesn't have to, but does the noble thing. It says, I am not in the mental condition to defend my titles. I believe titles were won and lost in the ring, but it would not be fair to me as, uh, it wouldn't be fair to the rest of the division, I should say, if I continue to hold these things up. So Tyson surrenders his titles and works on himself, does exactly the thing a person should do, seeks help, gets help, and takes the time to lose the weight, to get himself back in shape. And while he's doing this, kind of quietly, bursting on the scene, is a young man by the name of Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder is a phenom in boxing. Um, starts boxing in October of 2005, uh, wins the National Golden Gloves, and then wins the Olympic Trials, and goes and takes a bronze medal in the 2008 Olympics with like three years of training, like not even three years of training, which is absolute insanity. And what makes Deontay Wilder so impressive is his devastating knockout power. He's got this kind of like almost superhuman power. He, he hits guys with punches to spots on their head that it doesn't look sh like should drop them and it drops them. He hits guys in the top of the head and knocks them out. He hits them with shots that, that you know, have no technique behind them, it looks like. The big wind-up, they don't look like they should, like the person shouldn't be able to stop it. And he's still knocking people out. 
he has a 97.6% knockout to win ratio, meaning of all of his knockout, of all of his wins rather, 97% come the way of knockout, which is insane. And he climbs his way up the ranks and he's on a tear, knocking people out left and right. Again, undefeated, knocking people out left and right and really just kind of bringing some interest back to boxing. Um, he's a little bit more of an outspoken character than the Klitschko's, not quite as much. But what, he's, what he had that the Klitschko's did not is that, that, that you have to tune in and watch factor. That what is this guy going to pull off factor. And started to bring some notoriety back to the sport. So he goes on to win the World Heavyweight titles uh, in a bunch of different sanctioning bodies. And as he's doing this, Tyson starts working his way back. And he doesn't immediately jump back into title shots. He has a few fights, you know, and works his way slowly but surely up into contention, fighting some what you would call warm-up fights, guys who are skilled, of course, but they're not championship caliber. And uh, the whole time, Tyson's talking as he is want to talk about how get, he wants to get back in the ring and win his titles back. And they eventually, it takes a little while, it takes, uh, you know, uh, Tyson winning some fights and showing that he was really back and that he was back in the shape that he needed to be in. It takes all that. It takes, like I said, three or four fights for Tyson to get, eventually get in the ring with Deontay Wilder. And it, the first one was an absolute barn burner. Just absolute barn burner. Um... So they, uh, they go and they compete, and it's an incredible fight. Incredible. So to that end, it winds up being where, like, it's this back-and-forth fight. Uh, Deontay drops Tyson a time or two, which nobody gets up from. Tyson gets up. In the last round, I believe it was, uh, Tyson gets hit with this crazy punch from Deontay, and out flat on his back, flat on his back. And all of a sudden, the referee's doing the 10 count over him. Tyson sits up, like it's pro wrestling or something, sits up out of nowhere and gets up and wins the round. Like wins the rest of the round after getting dropped by the tremendous shot. The fight ends in a draw. Uh, one judge gave it to Tyson. One judge gives it to... to um, to um, Deontay and the final judge called it a draw which is crazy um, you know both people thought afterwards that they um, that they won the fight and uh, with good reason it was an awesome back and forth fight um, Deontay goes on uh, and they, they kind of separate for a little while they go their separate ways for a little while but eventually they get back in the ring again and uh, when they get back in the ring, it's, again, just an unbelievable fight. But what's most unbelievable is how quickly Tyson has turned it around. Um, the way all of a sudden he's looking, you know, that much better. They, you know, their first fight was December 1st, 2018. Tyson goes on to have a couple, I'm sorry, excuse me, Deontay has a couple of fights in between. They fight again February 20th. 2nd of 2020 and Tyson 
takes him into the deep water, absolutely obliterates him, and uh, and stops him in the seventh round. One of Tyson's cornermen, I'm sorry, excuse me, one of Deontay's cornermen throws in the towel. After the fight, Deontay, not a very good winner. <laughs> not a very good loser, I should say. Fires the cornerman, throws in the towel, um, goes on to blame, you know, this in his camp. Tyson's gloves were on poorly, so that's why it was. Um, it was this crazy outfit I decided I needed to wear to the ring. That was why. So immediately they go back into booking the rematch. The rematch just happened this weekend, like I said. And the same kind of thing happened again as the first time. An amazing fight. Deontay drops Tyson a time or two. Uh, Tyson comes back, again, way ahead in the scorecards, and winds up knocking Deontay out cold in the 11th round, completing, in my opinion, this incredible, just incredible story of a comeback, of, man, how down and out can you be? Like, literally, the man's on drugs, suspended from boxing, uh, putting on all this weight in this deep depression where he doesn't want to wake up, he doesn't want there to be a next day, and he digs himself out of that hole. He digs himself all the way from out of that hole to back to exactly where he wanted to be, the very top of his sport, the very the number one pound for pound, in my opinion, the number one heavyweight boxer in the world right now. He, built, he fell from the top. He was at the top, achieved his life's work, falls from the top. And then, despite how big a hole he's in, he gets back up. He gets back on it. He loses, at certain points, like 100 pounds. Comes back, goes back to his original form, stays undefeated, stops the unstoppable monster of Deontay Wilder. Man, if there isn't a comeback story that could warm your heart, I don't know what else could. I don't know what else could motivate you if this story doesn't. To see a man go from, you know, suicidal thoughts, not wanting to wake up, being that down and out and depressed, falling from glory that far, only to pull himself back up, to dig himself back out of the hole and get back to that right place. It just goes to show you that no matter how bad things get, no matter how deep a situation you're in, that the only thing that stands between you and where you want to be is time and effort. Time and effort. And if Tyson Fury can pick himself back up, if he can fall from the top of the mountain to the most rock bottom and get back to the top of the mountain, what, what can't we do? And it's not like he's got some kind of superpower. He's a human being just like the rest of us. So when you're having one of those days, those weeks, those months, those years, and let's be honest, many of us have had, uh, you know, one of those two years, <laughs> you know, since uh, March of 2020, a lot of us have been real down. But just because you're down doesn't mean you're out. This too shall pass and you too can rise like a phoenix from the ashes. Let this story inspire you and let it act as a model of what any human being can do. You, Tyson Fury, anyone can do. The fact that he could do it is just proof to everyone 
that others may achieve it as well. So that's all I have for you guys today. Enjoy that story. Do some research into it. See the pictures of where Tyson fell to versus you know, where he is now. Uh, it was an awesome, awesome and inspiring story. I hope you guys all got something out of it. To that end, as always, you can reach me via email, sensei at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at sensei underscore Leonelli. On Facebook, I'm sensei James Leonelli. You can find my school at tsksmithtown.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at tsmma underscore smithtown. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash smithtown. You can find the podcast on Instagram at tssmithtownpodcast. Find out more about the Tiger Shulman's organization as a whole at tsk.com. And until next time, my friends, I'll see you guys on the mat.